1: Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz.
0: Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions. Whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB, we make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content, so I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening.
1: From Barangaroo
0: Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 23rd of April 2021. This is the COB, the final one for the week. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Andrew Gagan. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, good.
1: It's been a good week. Been an interesting yeah, week. it's been wobbly. Yeah, bit down.
0: Yeah, uh, but it looks, you know, today the local market all through the day sort of flattened lining, flirting with holding above that 7,000 mark. But a pretty good session with some pretty big moves from some of the names that have updated the market.
1: Yeah, there were some big moves. Get to that in a moment. I think Uh, because we saw that um, the US market lower overnight on Wall Street, largely because of those proposed uh, tax hikes that Joe Biden announced, uh, particularly as far as capital gains is concerned. Yeah, that would. Affect the wealthy. But um, so locally, it doesn't really translate, does it? So therefore, I think we were lacking a bit of direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, asset classes react. We saw strength in the US dollar in that risk off environment in New York that impacts trade, it impacted commodities. But uh, yeah, that's a local story. And it's not even. A proposal from the administration. It's not been confirmed. This is sources saying. So, where that tax plan actually ends up still remains to be seen. But yeah, financial markets don't like talking about taxes. Why would you? Um, so, yeah, a, well, a pretty good Friday session to finish yeah, the week.
1: Certainly, taxes as it affects company earnings, mm. too. And interesting, you know, we're obviously getting, um, you know, more as far as uh, earnings season in the States is concerned. The big takeout from this week was Netflix, I think. Yeah. And that's sort of playing here from what we're seeing as far as results, and you were talking about those big movers, Kogan being one today, another one of those stocks in the e-commerce space that obviously did very well during the pandemic, you know, like Netflix, Mm -hmm. now it's unwinding.
0: It is. So, Kogan, disappointing, and shares closing down around 14%, but... To your point, extending that out to some of the other big moves from this week, Redbubble, which is off by close to 4% today. Also, Temple and webster getting hammered this week, part and parcel because they had been so high flying through that pandemic. Redbubble and Temple and webster both saying they're going to reinvest in the company because they they know that they need to improve the business, make sure they can stand out from the pack when inevitably, you know, those, those pandemic winners... Uh, you know the leaderboard starts to change
1: you know, in fact we spoke to red bubble chief executive Michael Ochinski, uh earlier today he outlined those plans he has a three-year growth plan but and he acknowledges that headline uh that there's short-term pain for long-term gain it essentially means that that uh, the company's EBITDA will uh, be halved over that time so investors clearly not liking that because obviously we saw um, you know Redbubble shares come off significantly over the past couple of days
0: and uh, you can catch up with that interview with the CEO if you're interested it's on the website and our app Redbubble also the stock of the day today so June Bailey from Tribeca Investment Partners and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners sat down with Kashi and had a bit of a chat about Redbubble take a listen
1: structurally long term i like red bubble very much and wow. to com- compare that whole entire e-commerce um, place red bubble is actually the um, you know one of the um uh, higher growth, um, you know, structural growth drivers that's drive its earning over the next five years. Uh, and it is global and, you know, 70% of business yep. come from US. So there's a lot of um, growth, room to grow for this business and it makes the highest margin within the whole e-commerce platform. Um, I think the earning revenue number will look pretty weak because cycling those 100% growth over the next six months. Um, share price perhaps isn't going to rally away, but Redbubble is the one that I definitely will look to um, to build position. As Joombe said, they didn't have to do much. They've actually said now that they're going to uplift their marketing spend by another sort of 12 to 15% of revenue. So that's going to be another earnings drag on the business. So there's a couple of factors in there that you've got to be careful of and understanding of. It doesn't look like too bad here. It's sort of $4.30. There's a bit of support there back in September, October. So, you know, it could sort of hold here. It's a hold from me because I'd, I'd, I'd want to see full or half year the reporting season to get that going.
0: So, Andrew, doesn't sound, well, it's definitely not being added. It was a, I think you'd call that a firm hold from both of our guests.
1: Yeah, I think they still believe in the growth potential of the company, but um, now's not the time to be buying. If you hold it, yeah, we'll sit on it.
0: You want to know what to buy? Listen to the interview we did with Chris Conway from Marcus today. You can access that interview via the show notes. Also, some buys. So, this this is an interesting one from Marcus Bogdan from Blackmore Capital. Spoke with him earlier today, Andrew, and he says that, He is looking at quality laggards. So companies that have lagged, share prices not kept up with some of those high flyers through the pandemic, but that he thinks still has legs from here. And he's very much looking at value as opposed to growth. So uh, some good company names in that interview as well.
1: Uh, Boring, but solid.
0: Doesn't have to be sexy all the time, (laughs) does it, Andrew? Sort of like us on a Friday afternoon.
1: (laughs) On that note, I'm hearing more and more um, analysts recommend Telstra. Thinking, gee whiz, now there's a great example of not being sexy, but uh, you know they're seeing potential um, value there, particularly as far as the company splits in four. Speaking of which, splitting seems to be the oh. in favor at the moment, doesn't it? You know, yeah. we're getting that from AGL. Mm-hmm. Uh, shock Business. shock
0: res- resignation. I forgot about that story yeah. this week. That was really big news that the CEO stepped down, said he wasn't the man to, even though it was his idea, his plan. He was not the person to. To see it through. So AGL um, yeah, is one that uh, is not in favor by most people that I speak with. Ben Clark was one of them today from TMS Capital. His interview is up on the website as well. And some big news from AMP today.
1: Yeah, another stock very much out of favor. Um, hard to find someone that actually likes that at the moment. But uh, did did uh, end higher today, I think. But um, yeah, that's also splitting off its uh, private wealth arm. There, interesting, a bit of a mixed opinion as far as that move is concerned. Some seeing it as a positive move that will benefit, um, you know, both sides of the company. Others saying, well, no, there's no no grave evidence that that actually is going to transpire and work out to be good for, for them. So, yeah, hard to know which way to go with well, AMP, given particularly the where they've been and that you know obviously that deal with R is, um, having fallen over yeah. and that's prompted this move.
0: Well, I mean, at once. Point of the session today, up more than 6%. But it, you know, lucky to finish in positive territory today from AMP. And we spoke with the second largest shareholder of AMP, Simon Mohini from Alan Gray. Again, you can access that interview if you'd like to hear what he makes of this new plan from the new management. I mean, it's just been such a sorry sorry tale for shareholders. I mean, I don't like you probably have as much as an um I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know Australians in general seem to have an, an emotional affinity for the brand of AMP because you've grown up with it. Um, just it's just been a disaster for long term shareholders.
1: Yeah, I think that's just developed over the past decade. In fact, I was talking to Gemma Dale from NAB Trade. She said, you know, ten years ago, AMP was one of those stocks in your top ten. Just doesn't feature now.
0: No, so we'll see what happens from here. But yeah, worthwhile listening to what um, Simon Mahinney had to say because, of course, a lot of this news getting put to the market ahead of the company's AGM, which is being held next Friday. So yeah, we're getting into AGM seasons. We've got a few conferences happening. We've had some guidance being uh confirmed or, or rejigged and, and um, or you know, firmed up in the ch- in the case of Challenger to the lower end of the guidance. And Challenger is one of those stories, uh, one of those companies this week that got really hit hard. It seems as if the market is not in a forgiving mood if you disappoint at all.
1: Oh, very much so. I think those moves have been really accentuated as we saw with um, Kogan today. You're, you're punished severely, if uh, particularly if you're missing targets.
0: Look, there wasn't a lot of economic data out this week, not just here, but in the U.S. as well. I remember coming in Tuesday morning and Annette saying, nothing, nothing, I don't have anything to talk about. We talked a lot about the Bank of Canada, I suppose, midweek, but it gets better next week uh, in terms of the FOMC. Mm. So we got the FOMC meeting. It's been a blackout period there and we get inflation here in Australia. So that'll be a big one.
1: I can't let you just brush off the Bank of Canada there. (laughs) Come on, give us some news from home. Because, you know, we were were getting the insights there, weren't you? I mean, you think the property market is flying here. My goodness, in Canada.
0: It's insane. Yeah. It really is. I mean, even anecdotally, I'm talking to people back home. It's, you know, in disbelief. Andrew, if I was a smarter person, I would have bought property before (laughs) I left. I mean, I'd be rich. You wouldn't have to see my face every day. Yeah, but you know what? Um,
1: you're not going back there to Dick Snow. Come on. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. I'm not. Um, but Bank of Canada, lots of people trying to draw a line between you know what the Bank of Canada has done, which is start to taper and bring forward its expectations for the next interest rate hike, or move um, to 2022. Now, whether or not that comes to fruition remains to be seen. They're they're in lockdown in
1: mm. you know
0: the nation's biggest city for another couple of weeks. Like this is hard lockdown. This isn't. You know, essential workers go on in. This is stay home, leave to go to the pharmacy, leave to get your vaccine, leave to get food. Even in, you know, stores that you can, say, Walmart, you know, you can buy food or you can buy toys or, you know, stuff for your car, whatever. The aisles that are not essential food are blocked off. It's like, it's like a movie. It's like Armageddon. You can't
1: even get a haircut, as I understand it. But yeah, it's the economy is running red hot. A so, lot of stimulus. So, just goes to show, you know, that's why the, the Bank of Canada is moving. And you say 2022, I keep thinking, oh, that's a couple of years away. No. It's next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're almost May, Andrew. Yeah. That's what blows my mind. I mean, we, we're in bank reporting season here. After next week, uh, Westpac is the first cab off the ranks on the 3rd of May, followed by ANZ, I'm just going by memory now, followed by the NAB, but all in that first week of May. So, that's going to... Take up some conversation next week, no doubt as well.
1: Just getting drip fed too, as far as the upcoming budget is concerned, less True. than three weeks away. Uh, yeah, you'll see that, you know, as we as we get closer, where you get uh, these drops in the media about what's expected. Not a lot of movement as far as tax is concerned, That's uh, despite, you know, Annette's pleading that we get some Heard tax that. reform in this country. Um, unlike, you know, given what we're seeing, particularly in the States and Joe Biden's really bold plan, As far as taxes are concerned,
0: I've said it before. I hate editorializing, but where is bold and I mean visionary leadership here? It's 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 playing
1: it safe, and you know, I guess that's the criticism of the Morrison government. Is he's playing to his own backbench at this point?
0: Backbench and uh, yeah, well, I guess the Nationals, you know, Mm. they they need that coalition support. Um, And this is not, you know, picking one side of the other. But I mean, it just feels as if we've wasted the crisis in terms of really bold reform. You know, we don't want an economy the same coming out of this pandemic as we went going in. And by all indications, nothing much Nothing much is going to be put in place that will really help stimulate the economy in more meaningful ways and in more innovative ways.
1: It's frustrating. It was a great chance for a, a good reset. And I think in consumers' minds, they reset. It Mm -hmm. just hasn't been followed through as far as policy is concerned.
0: Oh boy, come on, it's Friday. Let's lighten it up a bit. (laughs) What are you doing this weekend? Big, busy weekend of sports?
1: No, in fact, uh, well, one third of my sporting agenda is out because my (laughs) daughter has broken her arm, so... um...
0: I'm not laughing at the arm.
1: (laughs) That's what you get as a parent, isn't it?
0: It sure is. I'm up at... uh 7 o'clock for Netball, Andrew. Oh, I'm one yeah. of you now. Good I'm luck. one of you. These last call nights, you know, these these uh, making the last call last, over for me.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you enjoy it while it lasts. Because yeah. you look back and the kids will be out of the house and you wonder... Hmm, now what?
0: Yeah, it's true. It'll be 2029 20, before we know it. All right, Andrew. I hope you have a really good weekend. And hey, thanks to everybody who's listened, who's watched this week, who's told their friends about us. Come on, we we do really um, rely on you to expand our network to bring more people into the OzBiz community and tribe. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, please pass it along.
1: All right. Have a great weekend.